0: Don't you hate it when you're eating something and it tastes really good and you're enjoying it? However, the next time you eat it, it's just not the same. I don't know. Happened to me a few times. I hate it. My name is Phil. You're listening to The Lip. Hey, it's Phil. And this is The Lip. And I'm talking to you one more time, giving another episode out there because, hey, this is what I am do now, I guess. These podcasts are just wonderful for me. Keeps me entertained and hopefully it entertains you as well. More often than not, everybody has some kind of food out there that they ate in excess and enjoy it a lot or something that they just had a pleasure for and they just enjoyed eating it. I mean, me, there's plenty of foods out there, candies and things of that nature that I would just go ahead and eat. And somehow, some way, something happened that just made it so unappealing that I just don't eat that stuff anymore. And that's pretty much what I'm going to be talking to you about today. Why I don't eat certain foods. There's a few of them on the list, and in the main event, you're going to get to hear all about them. Also, I wanted to let you know right now if you haven't already checked out the lip facebook page or group i've been doing a video here or there hopefully you're enjoying those i'm finding it eh, interesting because usually i have a radio mindset and that's pretty much why i like the whole podcasting game not usually the person who's gonna go and uh, post a whole lot of videos however i find it kind of fun and I'm going to do that from now on a little bit every so often you might pop up and see a video on the lip page on the Facebook page um you'll probably definitely notice them on Twitter if you're on there and on Instagram I've been putting them on there as well um plus I do have that YouTube channel out there somewhere and a lot of times you'll be able to look through that and you'll see a couple of videos that are on there that I did previously but now I'm going to be a little bit more consistent with them. And I'm going to hope to put a few more out there on that YouTube channel as well. Um, but now to get to the business of the day. Once again, I already was saying that there's just some foods that I just can't eat anymore. It's not even that I won't eat them. I can't eat them. It's usually a mental block in, for me anyway where I've had that experience or something changed in it and just wasn't right and as a result there was just no way that I could continue doing it I imagine there's some food out there that you probably loved it was could even have been in your top five as far as foods go and you just don't like it anymore something changed in it I don't know the recipe was different somebody else made it and it just totally off put you from the experience you had before Other times, they just completely got rid of the thing that you liked, and they replaced it. And mentally, you said, well, it's a substitute for that item that I wanted. So, they must feel that it's better. Of course, your taste buds tell you the complete opposite. It's just nothing that you want. And then, of course, there's the best one that makes you really want to avoid a food. And that is if you've eaten it and it has made you sick. Directly or indirectly. Um, I've had an experience like that from time to time. We'll be talking about that. Um, Yeah. On that note, I'll also talk to you about something that essentially I was kind of fed and just sort of didn't like. But because it was there and the perception was that I did in fact like it, I just continued to eat it until I got old enough where I just wouldn't eat it anymore. And that's one of my favorite things. And that one's going to be kind of funny, especially when you think about what it is. Um, Really, I think that's going to be maybe the funniest one in the whole show. And I'm probably going to go into that one first because it seems to be highly unusual that that particular food is something that I don't eat. And I don't like at all. It just wouldn't make any sense. But hopefully, I can explain it to you. And then from that point on, it'll make a lot more sense to you. Because it took me a little while to get into the habit and realize just why I didn't like that food to begin with. Well, main event is up next. Ding, ding, ding. Main event time. Main event time. And the main event is why I don't eat certain foods. And more so, giving a little bit of a detailed explanation as to why. I think that everybody has reasons why they don't like things. And for me, my reasons usually don't involve taste, necessarily. The items that I'm going to go into are purely... Well... Three out of four of them aren't taste. One of them is absolutely just 100% taste. And it makes no sense why it is. And that's where I'm going to start. The thing that I do not like because of the way it tastes. And it's going to seem really odd. But when you connect all the dots, it all makes sense. Um, turns out that I want to start off with this by saying... All these items that I mention that I mentioned by name have nothing to do with anybody else. This is just my personal feeling about these items and the way that I just I can't deal with them. Nothing wrong with them. I know plenty of people who just absolutely thrive and love these things. But me personally, I will not be eating them at all. I just I can't. Mentally or physically, I just can't do it. And we're gonna start off with um let's see the hash brown style that burger king uses i can't do it and it's no fault of burger king they made their hash browns so they can compete in their market and people do in fact enjoy them but me i can't do it i, do, I can't And the reason is somewhat simplistic, but at the same time, highly complicated. Now I'm going to sound like I'm sitting on um, a therapist's couch when I tell you this, but it goes back to when I was a kid. Um, My mother used to make hash browns, not hash browns, excuse me. She used to make tater tots. You know, those little cone-like stubby potatoes with a usually had some sort of flavoring in them, sometimes it didn't, and I need you to picture this in your mind. If you look at a hash brown from, say, a couple different places, Chick-fil-A has that sort of style, Burger King has that sort of style, and so does um, Dunkin' Donuts. They all have that style of hash brown, where they're just sort of like round, almost coin-like. Now, in my mind, it goes to the fact that it seems to me as if somebody just took a tater tot and they had a knife and they just cut down on the tater tot and they made those little round coin-like hash browns. Now, you see, because my mother used to give me uh, tater tots all the time when I was young instead of fries sometimes to sort of like uh, change things up a little bit. Now, I ate the tater tots when I was given them, however, I didn't like them, I don't like them, I still don't like them, I'm adamant about them, I'll eat french fries all day, but tater tots, I just don't like them, there's something about the consistency of them, I don't know, it just seems like almost um, using the example of wood, that you'd get from a hardware store. Um, if you go to a hardware store and you get yourself a nice 2x4 of walnut, for example. That is going to be a thick piece of wood with only one type of wood. All it is is just the walnut. Now, if you go and get, say, particle board, for example. What that is, it's really just sawdust packed together, glued tight, and creating a a solid board that you can use for other things. I believe that a french fry more resembles that 2 by 4 of walnut where it's just a potato and it's just in its normal state, whereas a tater tot is more like the particle board where it's been ground up, packed together, and then it was created in that way. And the consistency of particle board is different than the consistency of that 2x4 of walnut. Thus, the french fry has its consistency in a way it is, and the tater tot has its totally different consistency. And I just don't like it. Most of the time, it just feels like, I don't know, I just don't like it. Because... For me, it seems like sometimes you can get tater tots and they could be crunchy and overdone. Other times you get them and they're just soggy in the middle, and it's just because they're wider most of the time. It just, it just, I, I can't do it. And as a direct result, that the Burger King, um, Chick fil A, and Dunkin' Donuts, I'm not calling them out exclusively because there's probably a few others that use that same sort of round, almost like I said, cut off tater tot version of hash browns because I just don't like tater tots and those resemble them and they taste like them. I I just can't do that mentally. I I can't. There's plenty of other tater tots out there that people just love. Even Sonic. I I can't eat those either because they're still tater tots. Um, But at the same time, you're going to think I'm crazy because french fries, tater tots are all potatoes any way you look at it. But it's just, I, I can't do it. And that's why I can't handle those kind of hash browns, because they, they're they like tater tots. They remind me of them too much. And I just can't and won't do it. Both. I can't do it, and I won't do it. The next thing that I will not eat, and why I won't eat it, is popcorn chicken. Specifically, KFC's popcorn chicken. Um, for one, I like to say that as far as popcorn chicken goes it's probably the best one that there is. I mean, they make it the way they do it, with the love nerves and spices and all that good stuff. However, I have kind of a mental block on it at first, because there was a point where KFC had something that was probably the most amazing and logical thing they could have ever done. We're talking in the, ooh, late 90s, they were around, and probably... A little before that in the 80s, you could get them in the late 80s. And what KFC did was they perfected the chicken nugget. No offense to Chick-fil-A, their chicken nuggets are great. However, for those of you who've never experienced a chicken nugget from KFC, I feel so bad for you because obviously KFC, they're all about the chicken. And they, without question perfected the chicken nugget, it was amazing, it was probably the best chicken nugget that has ever or will ever exist, having said that, they also made the popcorn chicken too at the same time, now, it's just me probably, but when they decided to take the beautiful chicken nugget off of their menu sometime before the year 2000, I guess it was maybe 98 to 99, somewhere in that neighborhood where you just couldn't get the chicken nuggets anymore, um, I began to eat popcorn chicken a lot more frequently. And I'm not going to lie to you, I enjoyed it. I thought it was good. However, over time, I kept eating the popcorn chicken. And it just about, I guess, somewhere around 2000. Eight. I had been eating popcorn chicken from time to time and it just didn't feel right because every time I started eating it I would go into the story of how much I liked the chicken nuggets that they had back in the past and in some ways I was almost stuck in the past thinking about those chicken nuggets and I'm sorry but I just got to a point where I was eating a small I would eat the large big old box of chicken popcorn chicken and just go to town on it and enjoy it. And then as I started reminiscing about those chicken nuggets that are never ever gonna return, I know, they're not coming back. They're just not coming back. I started eating less out of the box, of the big box. I would end up saving some for the next day where usually I would just sit there and eat the whole thing. Then I ended up eating just a small and then I just stopped completely. It was just depressing to me that they had disappeared and I couldn't eat those chicken nuggets anymore. So I really wasn't interested in the popcorn chicken. It's been well over 10 years since I've touched popcorn chicken now. And I can't see any conceivable way that I'll ever, and I mean ever probably eat popcorn chicken from KFC or anywhere else for that matter, because I just immediately linked the popcorn chicken to those chicken nuggets that they used to make and how just incredible, insanely good they were, so I just, I can't do it, sorry, but I just can't, um, we're gonna stay on the chicken train, and I'm gonna go into the chalupa, now, everybody loves Taco Bell's chalupas, when they first came out, I was all in, now, I've never been a person who liked the extra stuff inside of it, even with tacos, I'll just go only meat, None of the lettuce, none of the frilly cheese or any other stuff, just the meat. That's the way I do it. Um, Of course, when they came up with the Doritos Locos Taco, I became absolutely in heaven. That was something that I was wondering that if anybody would ever come up with the idea of using a Dorito as a taco shell, it would be the most brilliant thing they ever did. And of course, Taco Bell, (laughs) they did it. Um, Now to the the matter at hand, we're talking about the chalupas now I was never the person who liked just the regular ground beef chalupa no no no. if I was going to eat it it was going to be one of the other two the better ones the chicken or the steak chalupa I mean granted the steak chalupa is amazing and it's something that I found to be just wonderful I haven't had one of those in a while and it goes back to probably another you know, mental block based on my experience with the chicken chalupa, and it's a sad experience because when they came out, I would go to town on the chicken chalupa all the time. I'd go up to your local Taco Bell and I'd say, "Hey, can I have one beef chalupa? No, no, no one steak chalupa, just the meat." And can I have one chicken chalupa? Just the chicken. Go through the drive through pick it up, just enjoy them. And I did that for a while. And I'd be going past and I'd be like, hey, look at that. There's a, t- there's a Taco Bell. You get a chalupa or two. And I would go do that. Then the day came where I would say, you know what? I'm not really feeling the chicken today. And I'll just have two beef. And I would get two beef or rather two steak. I can call it beef. Although steak is beef. Just, you know, that's just whatever. But then I had a run of maybe a good month or so. Where I didn't go and get the steak chalupa. And I would get the chalupa maybe once a, uh, once a week for about a month. And what I would do is I would only get chicken. And I would ask for two of the chicken chalupas. I'd go ahead, I'd get my chicken chalupas, and I would eat them, and at that time, there was just something that just didn't sit well that first week, and I was like, just, I don't know, it was off, couldn't figure it out, but of course, the genius that I am, knowing that, didn't quite taste the way that it, that I thought it was going to taste, I just blew it off. Maybe it's because I didn't eat the beef one first, like I usually did, and there was that that lingering beef taste in my mouth. and You know, so I said, whatever. Go back the next week, and the same thing kind of happened. It was like, hmm, it's just not as good as I thought it was. And I'm thinking to myself, well, I don't know. It's kind of early in the day. Maybe it's because I didn't eat anything at all, and I'm just... Really hungry, maybe I need another one, and I went back to the drive thru and got a third chicken chalupa and just moved on. Wasn't really paying any attention because I had a couple of things I had to do. Week number three comes by. Got that chicken chalupa again. Get two of them again. Still not feeling it. But this time, I'm having like a little bit of a stomach ache, and I'm like, ah, this isn't right. This is absolutely not right. But. Being young and dumb at the time, when like I said, I was in my early 20s. We're talking 23, 22, somewhere in the neighborhood. I just just said, forget it. Not a big deal. Moved on. Of course, the genius that I am went back for a fourth set of punishment. And I go, and I get the chicken chalupas again. And I said, I wanted three because I was a little more hungry. Ate those three chicken chalupas. Hadn't eaten anything else that day. And it was sometime around, I don't know, it was a point where I had a reverse day, where I would be up all night, and I would be sleeping during the day, so I'd go to sleep sometime around 7.30 in the morning, and get up sometime around 3 in the afternoon, because of the way my sleep pattern was, and so I hadn't eaten anything since probably, 1 o'clock the night before, 1 o'clock in the morning. So I was really, really hungry when I got up, and it was like 3 o'clock or so, so I ate three of those chicken chalupas that day. And there was nothing else in my stomach, really, for almost 12 hours. Immediately, I had to stop what I was doing. I turned around, went into the big box store that was really close to the Taco Bell that I was in, and just had a terrible bout of diarrhea. Just horrible. I was in my bathroom for a good half hour. Just couldn't get up. Tried to get up two or three times. Just couldn't do it. And knowing that the only thing that I had eaten in the last 12 hours or so was that chicken chalupa that just run right through me. I said, okay, game over. Never eaten them again. And this is like 2000, 2001. And I have never eaten any chalupa of any type. No less the chicken. And I believe that I had just run its course, or I should say that definitely ran its course, through me. And I wasn't going to do it again. Sorry, I'll stick to the Doritos Locos Taco all day long. Because, like I said, you can't go wrong with a Dorito for a taco shell. Last but not least, I'm going to end this on a sweet note. Meaning, I'm going to talk about some candy. And yeah, it's candy that I will not eat, and I haven't eaten. In fact, there's two. Hold on a second, folks. There are two, and both of these are interesting stories. If I haven't already told the one, I know I haven't told the one, but I'm going to tell the other one, and I may have told it, but either way, I'll tell it again just because it's fun, and I think that it would be worthwhile talking about And I'll do that one the very last, just in case, so that you get the new stuff. And then I'll give you an old one, maybe. Let's go with the first one, which is the Kit Kats. I don't eat Kit Kats anymore. And it's one of those stories. And really, both of these two stories are about the same, but they're in different areas. There's a lot of similarities, very much so. And as a result, I think that it's uh, kind of funny. Um, I'm just glad I just thought about that right now. So we'll talk about both of those. The first one, again, like I said, Kit Kats. Um, my cousin Dan, way back in his days when he was playing baseball, um, back in our hometown of Barnegat, they had those little sales to help with the, uh, with the league. And this year... The league was selling Kit Kats. And not just the little ones you see in the the store. Those small ones that have the four. I think four or whatever. I think it's four. Kit Kats in the bar. Nah. These things were looked more like. um, Almost like a. Let me think of something that could resemble it. Um, An oven mitt. That's it. They were about the size. Not an oven mitt. Yeah, about an oven they were They were big Kit Kats. They were huge. An oven mitt does it. Yes, indeed it does. And they gave my cousin some hundred of these things or 50. I don't know how many it was. That's irrelevant. Just know that it was a lot. And they needed to sell them all. And the more they sold, the better they got things. If they could get another box of them, whatever it was. It was going to help the, um, the league that they were playing the league in. And so, my aunt sold a few here and there. And we bought a couple, me and him and his brother. We ate a lot of them. And a lot of them and a lot of them. And then we got to a point when there was a good, I don't know, maybe 20 left, 25 left, something like that. And remember, these are really big Kit Kat bars. They're really big. And at the time, we were no more than, I don't know, he might have been... 9 or 10, and I was in that neighborhood, 11, 12, something like that, and my uncle just bought up the rest of them, so we could send the money back, and uh, give the money to the league, and so me, him and his brother just literally split these giant oven mitt sized Kit Kats right down them in thirds, and we just ate them, ate them, ate them, ate them, ate them, and we didn't just eat them within reason, we... Pretty much ate them over the course of a couple of days. Me staying over their house. It's almost like only thing we ate was Kit Kats. And I believe I was in 6th grade when it happened. So yeah, I probably was, like I said, 11, 12. Somewhere in that neighborhood. And my goodness. The, the smell or sight of a Kit Kat. Kind of nauseates me to this day. And I haven't touched one since I was in 11th grade because somebody actually gave me a Kit Kat and like, yeah, I ain't got nothing else you can have this and I was like ah, I don't want a Kit Kat and it was even a Halloween size one the small ones and I looked at it and I'm like man I'm really hungry too at the time of course I was hungry all the time because all I was doing was lifting weights and um just getting ready for track so I just ate that little Kit Kat but it took me about 20 minutes to eat those two sticks because I just didn't want to do it. And that was literally the last time I've ever eaten a Kit Kat. And that was in 11th grade. And I haven't broken that since. Now, speaking of not breaking anything since, we're going to go to the other piece of candy that I haven't eaten to this day since, of course, weirdly enough, it just so happens to segue perfectly into my junior year of high school. Now, Turns out that my high school Southern Regional would take a select group of guys to go to the Penn Relays. They would usually have a relay team that actually ran in the meet. However, um, for the throwers and some of the jumpers, if you didn't qualify to make it to the pen Relays version, of the high school portion, because they only had shot put for high school and a couple other things, and you had to throw much farther than I was throwing at the time. However, I was a captain of the team, and I was in good standing with every member of the team and the coaching staff, so I was one of the ones who was selected to go in both my junior and senior years. Um, and here we go. Pen Relays was a lot of fun. We enjoyed everything, and funny enough, um, I'm not gonna give you any exact details, but the hotel that we stayed in was very near where I ended up living after I got to Philadelphia, which is really kind of (laughs) funny. Um, then came my senior year. Here we are, Penn Relays again, um, with the four captains that were with me, the jumping captain, the, uh, a long distance captain, the sprinting captain, and then, of course, me, the thrower, who is the captain of the throwers, which, of course, is the shot put, the discus, and the javelin. Now, we had a very fun time at the pen Relays, and just so happens that, uh, I believe, yes, it was definitely, it was Jeff. He decided that when we were walking around that he saw this gigantic bag of gummy bears. And, I mean, it was the biggest bag of gummy bears I've ever seen in my life. It was a five-pound bag of gummy bears. I've never seen one before, and I haven't seen one since. And I've been roughly in that area where we found it, and I never saw it at that place again. Never. Haven't seen it. And for the love of God, I'm glad I haven't, because this was just a torment. Of all tournaments. Know how I said it took us a couple days to eat the Kit Kats? Well, between the four captains and the other four guys on the team, we legitimately ate probably a ton of these gummy bears throughout the entire day. And we were only there for a, a, a day and a half. And we ate the entire five pound bag of gummy bears. Of course, me being the big thrower, I ate probably a pound and a half of these stupid things. But everybody else probably chipped in a quarter. Don't get me wrong. They probably each ate at least a quarter pound of these things. And amongst the captains, I don't know about the other guys. They were were there, but the four of us, the captains who were there, we made a very interesting pledge to each other. And I know that I haven't violated it. And I actually communicated with one of my other captains, Rich, a few years back. And I asked him, hey, have you ever eaten a gummy bear since? And all he could do was respond with laughter because it was funny. Immediately, the story came to his mind, too. And realistically, since my junior year of high school, I have not eaten a gummy bear. And I have no plans on ever eating one again. Because we, the four of us, said, yeah, hey, you know what? Nah, we're not going to eat these things ever again. And I was like, yep, I've taken it. Taking it totally seriously. Haven't eaten a gummy bear since that day. And like I said, I won't eat a gummy bear. Ever again. I'm done with gummy bears. (laughs) The fun part about that whole thing is. I'll still eat gummy worms or any other gummy form. But I will never eat a gummy bear. And I have not eaten a gummy bear. And like I said. As long as I live. I'm going to keep that up. And never eat one. On that note. That's why I don't eat those foods. And. The main event is now over. I'm about to go ring the bell. Ding ding ding. Time for the Spear of the Week one more time. I'm going to line up and wait for it, wait for it, wait for it. Bang! There it is. Spear. Once again, it's the violence that's been going on in the city of Philadelphia and around. I mean, I don't know. It's horrible when you think about the fact that this Spear is like all the last ones I've done. It's about the violence that's been going on, and sadly enough, but at the same time, I feel good enough that we are kind of doing something about it in the schools because of those soft-target um, mass shootings in schools, which is just totally insane to me. I mean, of all things, you're going to go shoot up a school. It's just stupid, and it's happened quite a bit in the last year more, not that it hasn't been happening for a while, but the last year it seems like it's been ramping up, people doing dumb things like that, and at least the school that my kids go to have definitely done something about it by having armed security makes me feel great, so they are actually spearing the violence by trying to be a deterrent for anybody to do something like that, and... As happy as I am that those guys are there to do their job to protect my kids and all the other kids that are in that building, or buildings, I should say, it's sad to think that we actually have to go that far, where we have to have armed security in a school. That's just madness. It's completely, 100% madness. But, hey, we're in a situation where we have to do what we have to do, and I'm just hoping that those guys get to keep their guns holstered and go home to their families every night. Thank you, fellas and ladies who are watching over our kids. And once again, the spirit of the week is the violence. Okay, everyone, we're going to put this show to a close. Just want to let everybody know I had another fun time Going through the reasons why I don't eat these certain foods. Um, I hope you enjoy it. I imagine that there's stuff out there that you won't put in your mouth as far as food is concerned. And you have your reasons, much like I have mine. Want to let everybody know that if you haven't already seen them on our lip group, which I strongly urge you to join on Facebook, I've been doing... A few small videos here and there. Also posted them to my Twitter page, which of course is at Phil. No no. Wrong. Wrong, 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 wrong. You see, I'm a little tired, sorry. It's at pissed Phil. That's the Twitter page. Two L's. The Instagram, you can find me, and those small videos that I've been posting. Philip Henderson, 5102 and the YouTube channel is out there and it's got a few of those videos posted as well as a few others that I did earlier. Um, I again had another fun time once I... Again, I have to tell you that. It's just enjoyable. First and foremost, I have to say that I have entertained myself very much and hopefully you all along could come for the ride with me. Going to give this words of wisdom as a shout out to my older cousin, David. Yeah, Dave, I got you here. I'm going to give you essentially the ability to hear the words of wisdom today and hopefully you're going to be able to get a kick out of this because I think you just might. Um, For all those out there who are looking to to get the kind of enthusiasm and energy that I'm bringing to the table, these are the words of wisdom. You are going to be able to say this to me. If I could bottle your energy, I would have an empty bottle. That one was for you, David. (laughs) However, with David, if I was to bottle his energy, Man, you couldn't be able to do it because the bottle would explode. There wouldn't be one big enough to contain the energy that that guy has. Whereas me, sometimes, well, you might end up with an empty bottle. (laughs) It's been fun, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Phil, and you've just listened to The Lip.